if you're finding yourself at the end of February or in early March already questioning if you can persevere in your efforts for the rest of the year, join me on Zoom Saturday, March 23rd in the Refuel Your Power session for an hour and 30 minutes to process, do something about it, and catalyze yourself to move forward for this work. You'll leave with a plan in place for your chosen self-care practice with flexible options based on your responsibilities, available time, and energy so that you can take care of yourself even when the world is on its bullshit and keep going. Head to stephgalante.com slash refuel dash your dash power to register. Can't wait to see you. You're listening to The Humaning Podcast with real conversations as we call bullshit on everything capitalism, the patriarchy, and white supremacy culture has duped us into believing about self-care, mental health, fitness, wellness, and all things life. I am Steph Galante, and I created this show to support badass people doing solidarity work in pursuit of disrupting these systems in their lives and communities. Together, we'll discuss how systems of oppression are keeping us unwell and disconnected from ourselves and each other, and how to best support you in creating more aligned self-care practices that will help you human more easily. It's the shit we need to talk about. Hey there, how is life landing for you these days? Today, this moment, how is your heart? I know those can be some pretty complicated questions to answer and I don't even want to assume what your answers are, but I'm hoping that if ease is what you need or anything else, that maybe you get something of what you need from this time together. And I want to let you know too that my kids are home as I'm recording this. And so hopefully there will not be any wild sounds or massive interruptions that happen to um, kind of get in the way or interrupt us. But that's life, right? So this week, I'd like to talk about the leap year. I don't know if it's because I love February since it's my birth month, but ever since I was little, I would always get so excited when it was a leap year. For some reason, for me, it's always been such an interesting and cool thing, you know, like to all of a sudden have an extra day in February every four years. Of course, this is in the Gregorian calendar that's used in many Western cultures, not all cultures though. And I, and I also know that it's kind of a weird thing to look forward to since, you know, like what is time anyway, right? I will say this year, uh, the anticipation of February and my birthday coming was difficult as I'm dealing with the sudden and unexpected loss of my dad. And so, uh, you know, having the excitement of the leap year um, helped cut through some of that hard stuff for me. And I don't know how you feel about the leap year, if it has any significance to you. Um, And so I encourage you, right, to stick with me here in this episode. Um, Just because I think, you know, some of what we're going to talk about today beyond just the science of the leap year, because of course I Googled it because I'm a science head. And, um, you know, I I think that there's going to be a lot of um, resonating stuff here for you, even if you're like stuff I really don't care about the leap year. (laughs) 
Um, and as I was Googling, I was I was so happy that I found information that tickled both the Western science part of my brain and the affinity that I have for Eastern science. And I thought I would share some of it with you in case you wanted to know. So Western science dis- dictates that the leap year has everything to do with the Earth's rotation and the seasons. So it's common to say that the year has 365 days, but it's actually a bit more than that. It's actually 365 days, five hours, 48 minutes, and 56 seconds. And this is called the sidereal year, which is slightly longer than the Gregorian, Gregorian say that three times fast, calendar year. And so that additional time has to be accounted for somehow. Otherwise, in time, the seasons would begin to shift. In an article from the Smithsonian Institute called The Science of Leap Year, which was written by Bob Craddock, hopefully I'm pronouncing that properly, um, who is a geologist, the example was given, and I quote, over a period of about 700 years, our summers, which we've come to expect in June in the Northern Hemisphere, would begin to occur in December. The article goes on to say that the leap years don't always occur every four years. This is because, and I quote, simple math will show that over four years, the difference between the calendar years and the side real year is not exactly 24 hours. Instead, it is 23.262222 hours. Rounding strikes again. By adding a leap year every four years, we actually make the calendar longer by over 44 minutes. Over time, these extra 44 plus minutes would also cause the seasons to drift in our calendar. For this reason, not every four years is a leap year. The rule is that if the year is divisible by 100 and not divisible by 400, leap year is skipped. The year 2000 was a leap year, for example, but the years 1700, 1800, and 1900 were not. The next time a leap year will be skipped is the year 2100. I've included the link to the article in the show notes in case you'd like to read it for yourself. There's a little bit more information about that. Uh, But I just thought that that was really interesting because I actually didn't know all that. Um, In my Googling, I also learned, and probably even more importantly, about some other cultures in the world who um, use calendars that observe the leap year differently than the Gregorian calendar that we use here in the West does. And of course, you know, this is the shit we really need to talk about, about how we don't know this. We're not learning this in American school systems. That is really bullshit, right? And so I thought I would offer you a brief look at how the leap year works in some of those calendars from other cultures around the world. Um, This came from an article from timeanddate.com, and it's also linked in the show notes. You may know some of this, all of this, but in case you don't, I hope you enjoy the information because I just think it's the coolest information. And this also is just a snapshot of some of what goes on out in the world. It is not a be-all, end-all. I did not purposely exclude anything, um, but I obviously for time (laughs) couldn't include everything. So here we go. The Chinese calendar adds a leap month every three years to remain aligned with the Earth's rotation. The Jewish calendar has 13 months and happens seven times in a cycle of 19 years. The Persian calendar or solar Hidri calendar, it begins and ends with the spring equinox. It has 365 days like the Gregorian calendar and 366 days with the leap year. 
But the cool thing about this is the distribution of the leap year isn't determined by math rules, but instead by the timing of the equinoxes. <laughs> I thought that was really freaking cool. Of course, there is more to all of these things that I've already shared. But again, snapshot. Now, the Hindu calendar is a loony solar time reckoning system, meaning that it attempts to correctly reflect the apparent, and I'm quoting here, the apparent movements of both the moon and the sun over long periods of time. The Hindu calendar's solar strand is primarily based on the length of a tropical year, the time it takes the earth to revolve around the sun. Its primary lunar reference is the lunar month, which is the time it takes the moon to orbit the earth. So the Hindu calendar features two different correction mechanisms, leap months and leap days. Both leap months and leap days can be added at any point during the year in the Hindu calendar. My friends, I know that like seems probably bonkers to those of you who grew up like I did with the Gregorian calendar as kind of like the be all and like the thing that we follow. But I think that's so freaking interesting, right? Because like humans created time. And so it makes sense that there are other humans in different areas of the world doing things a little bit differently. And it is so interesting to me that there are calendars that follow the moon and the sun cycles and, you know, think and, and follow as, you know, not, you know, strict set times, strict limits on things. So I encourage you because especially, um, you know, my ancestry is in the the Hindu religion, in Hindu culture, although I don't know much about it because I wasn't raised with it. But what I do know um, is that this culture, this religion is so rich and so deep. And I encourage you, like if this piques your interest, why not go and learn more about it? Um, and then finally, the last one I, I'm talking about today is the Islamic calendar. Now, there is a traditional Islamic calendar where the months are tied to the lunar cycle. The sum of 12 lunar months consistently falls 11 days short of the length of a solar year, but there are no leap years in this calendar. So to make things a little bit more predictable than just, you know, kind of going with the lunar cycle, Muslim scholars created the tabular Islamic calendar in the eighth year CE, which is the eighth year from year one. The article goes on to say, quote, this system uses um, math rules to determine the length of each month and inserts leap days on a regular basis. Like in the traditional version of the Islamic calendar, each year of the tabular Islamic calendar has 12 months. However, their length is predetermined. Months with uneven numbers have 30 days, while months with even numbers have 29 days. In a leap year, a day is added to the 12th and final month, making it 30 days long. So common years, meaning the years that don't have the leap year, in the tabular Islamic calendar have 354 days, while the leap years are 355 days long. Inserting a leap day on a regular basis keeps the tabular Islamic calendar in sync with the lunar year, which is a little longer than 354 days. In contrast to the leap days inserted in solar calendars like the Gregorian calendar and the leap months used in the loony solar systems like the Jewish calendar or others that we talked about, 
the Islamic leap day is not designed to align the calendar with the solar year, which on average, as we know, lasts just over 365 days. I think that this is all so freaking cool. <laughs> I really love geeking out on this stuff. I hope that, you know, you enjoyed it, took what you wanted from it, or at least just enjoyed hearing about this stuff. Even if you're like, yeah, I could just like not hear that again and that'd be okay. Right? Because not everybody likes this stuff and that's okay. Not not the stuff about learning about other cultures, but like maybe science, leap years, all that stuff is just not your thing. And that's totally cool. But I will say, this is just the tip of the iceberg of what we can learn about other calendars, what we can learn about time, what we can learn about, you know, Earth's rotation and all the different ways things are looked at in other areas of the world. Um, and I encourage you to keep on learning in whatever way, um, you know, feels the best for you. I know I sure will. Now, taking a step, another step um, in, you know, our learning about the leap year, meaning, you know, meaning, you know, significance of it. I've gotten, as I'm sure you have too, some email newsletters this week. These are coming from my colleagues doing the really hard work of offering social support to the world and especially these trying times. And for me, I have to say, I've been really uplifted by so much of the messaging that is coming out there. And, you know, I kind of love this idea of, the leap year being an extra day to do something meaningful, right? Because I know you, you are doing meaningful, meaningful work in the world. And if you're not doing meaningful work in the world, I bet you still are, even if you don't think you are. Um, I know that the, your efforts in the world are meaningful, right? So even if the, the work you do in terms of like how you collect your paycheck, you know, doesn't feel like it's making meaning, but I bet you it is. I know that the other things that you're doing in the world however it is, wherever it is, is meaningful. And so I also know though that, you know, taking some extra time to do other meaningful things may not feel feasible. One, because I know that it's hard to feel like anything is meaningful when you're watching genocide happen in real time amongst everything else happening in the world. Two, I bet you've got work stuff, home stuff, and some kind of stuff, whatever kind of stuff you've got to tend to. And you don't just have, you know, all of Thursday, February 29th to just do whatever it is that you want. And still, you know I'm going to say it. We've got to do the meaningful stuff anyway, even when we feel like we don't have time for it or when we feel like it doesn't matter, right? That is so that we can keep protesting. That is so that we can keep showing up to our responsibilities, right? That we can keep hope alive. And a note, if the 29th has already passed by the time you're listening to this, don't worry about it. Just stay in the conversation anyway because I promise you it's still going to be relevant. All is not lost at all. And so although the moment of the 29th has technically passed, the meaning and the opportunity of the moment hasn't. So one of the email newsletters I got that just made me feel a little bit lighter, which is everything to me these days, um, being in this big sad place, of my, my current situation um, with losing my dad. Um, this email was from Paul Wesselman, who calls himself the Ripples Guy. And his emails are so wonderful. They come out every Monday. And it always gives you some quotes, things to ponder, um, and ways to really consider how you are moving through the world with the least amount of harm and the most joy possible without, of course, bypassing or gaslighting yourself. And... Um, I love that he's created a new take on the phrase lift, laugh, love, um, as we often hear out in the world, and is offering instead leap, laugh, love. <laughs> so he and his colleague, Colleen, I hope I'm pronouncing um, 
Colleen's name right, Colleen Elridge or Coach Colleen as she calls herself, they created a free challenge. It's a light one. Like they use the word challenge, but you know, any other invitation could have been used because it's really light um, and free. It's called Embrace the Extra Day. Embrace the Extra Day. I don't know why I can't speak today. And this is a commitment to do something bold, cheerful, and heartfelt to find joy, share smiles, and spread love. Um, Seems maybe cheesy to you. I don't know. I freaking love it. I'm here for it. I have to say it. And so by bold, they mean stepping out of your comfort zone and into your growth zone by mixing up your usual routine or trying something new. For cheerful, they say it's lifting yourself and others up by sharing something that is likely to spread smiles, giggles, or general merriment. And last, heartfelt for them is showing your love in some meaningful way, whether it is directed inward toward yourself or outward toward others. And I freaking love that because, you know, we need it too for ourselves so much. So on the website for their free challenge, what I love is they have this adorable PDF, this beautiful PDF, I should say, where they offer ideas for ways for you to leap, ways for you to laugh, and ways for you to love for yourself and toward others. So many of these things that they're offering require no or very little money and very little time. It is for me adorable and doable and honestly right up my alley because it's low buy-in with very big impact, right? When you're talking about things we can do that take very little time that either require zero dollars or maybe just a few if you've got it, that is how I roll these days. So I encourage you to check that out and the link to this is in the show notes. Now, I want to bring us back to the whole idea of being presented with an extra day. I know your days are jam-packed, right? But just come with me for a second. A bonus of 24 hours, a bonus of 1,440 minutes, a bonus of 86,400 seconds more to work with. And I know it's a Thursday, so likely you're working or in school. You've got shit you got to do, right? But what if we looked at this bonus day, right, as a whole 24 hours of time, 1440 minutes, 86,400 seconds, right? So 1,440 minutes, 86,400 seconds to do with what we want. And I know, right, I know you've got shit going on, but just come with me. You know how you were saying recently that you wish you had more space, like more time? Were you saying that? Because I know I have been. (laughs) And friends and colleagues of mine have been too. So I just assume others are too. So what if you were given the opportunity to have a no strings day, like a dream day, a dream free day? What would it look like? And I want you to envision this and not focus on how, yeah, right, stop. There's no way. No, 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 no. I want you to consider how you can access some of that essence in the leap day, in your work day, in your school day. Because guess what? Since the systems and capitalism are operating on normal status on February 29th, right? It's not a, it's not a you know, federal holiday or any sh- some shit, right? It's not. The onus then is on us to treat it as a bonus day. Now, Remember that it is okay if you can't do this on the 29th because you can spread this extra time out any 
which way you want. So what if you looked at life as in having an extra 24 hours of time to even spread out over the next, you know, the, the what's remaining of the year, right? As bonus. Now we know, you might be like, what stuff, I can't add time to the day. There's only 24 hours. I, I understand that. But you know how sometimes, I don't know if this happens to you, where, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, if I could just borrow <laughs> some more time. Well, what if we fucking just took it and said this, we've got this time, I'm going to insert it, right? A bonus opportunity for whatever extra you need or want and bonus opportunity to turn, to tune into extra this or extra that an extra breath before you react so that you can respond instead. An extra moment in the hug, a bonus opportunity to be fully yourself, to be fucking extra, And I need this to be about you because I know you are out in the world being a fucking firecracker, amazing person, doing all the things that need to be done for your community's well-being and safety. So this invitation for the bonus time is yours to rest, to wonder, to wander, right? Take the bonus time. Spread it out across 2024, however you like. Make the moments that you can full and so extra. Go fucking all in on the self-care practices that are sustaining you these days. Say yes to more of the things that soothe, nourish, and uplift you. Take the seconds. Take the minutes. They all count in the end. So take them. Alrighty, friends, you know what time it is. Let's check in. How is this information landing for you? I know first we geeked out on science, then we like went all like mushy with the leap, laugh, love. And now I'm like, no, take it, right? Own it. Take what's yours. (laughs) Is any of this feeling super resonant? Is there some or a lot of resistance? And you know, I always have follow-up questions. Where is the resistance and why? What is it tied to? What are the truths? What are the lies or the stories you're telling yourself? And be honest with yourself, where do you think you could benefit from making some of these shifts, right? Not only for your personal well-being, but you know, for your collective responsibility, right? Mitigating harm, right? Deepening your service and support that you provide, but also knowing that you are allowing yourself to be a little bit more full, a little bit more whole, and everybody benefits when you do that. What might be some mental reframes to help you move through the discomfort of taking the time when you need it, doing things differently, even when it's hard. Now, if you're not sure, it's okay. Because if you're out in the world working hard for equity, liberation, or social change, it's likely you're freaking tired and just cannot come up with the answers right now. Or maybe you're slow processing today. That's okay. I'm going to remind you that what you are doing matters. What you are doing is significant. What you are doing is impactful. And it is okay to be tired. Because what I know about you 
is that you really, really want to show up to your liberation, your social change work, your duties in a way that doesn't feel like you're doing the bare minimum. You want to feel like what you're doing really matters and is significant, not for your ego, but because the causes you're working for are dire and your responsibilities truly matter. But you're exhausted, jaded, overwhelmed, and understandably so. So my friend, I'm inviting you to join me on Zoom March 23rd to take the edge off and refuel your power. This will be a space that will be open for you to be with all of your stuff, to put some of the hard down for a bit, to connect with others if you want to, to process, to tend to yourself so that you can catalyze your energy to move forward for this work. Because you've got to keep going. And the only way we can is to tend to ourselves along the way. You'll find all the details and registration info at stephgalante.com slash refuel dash your dash power. Of course, the link is in the show notes. I'd love to meet you in that space. And if you are a resource to do so, please, please share this information with your inner circle and beyond. And until next time, my friend, be gentle with yourself. Be kind to yourself just to just as you do to those who are most precious to you, those humans, those animal babies, those plants in your life. I'd love to hear you tell me what is resonant for you. What are you challenged by? What do you want to argue with me about? <laughs> I'm here for it all. So please feel free to reach out and share. I really do love hearing from all of you. Um, if you've been loving the show, please share it with your nearest and dearest. And please, please, please leave a review, leave a rating. Until next time, my friend, remember you are a badass and you are enough. Now go be your favorite self and be well. Humaning is a production of Steph Galante Self-Care, LLC. The show is produced by me, Steph Galante. You can find blog posts of some of the episodes on the episode page at stephgalante.com slash podcast, along with the transcript of today's episode and any other resources I shared today. If you're ready to create more aligned practices for yourself, head to stephgalante.com to learn more about creating a personalized self-care plan within the Holistic Self-Care Collective and coaching with me. You are a badass and you are enough. See you next time. Be well.